What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ. Today should be a great uh, show we got for you. We got a lot of stuff regarding um, the future of the Marvel Universe. Marvel and Disney came out with a slate of new, uh, never-before-confirmed release dates for future untitled Marvel movies. So we'll play a little guessing game about what exactly those will be. We also have um, some interesting comments from Chris Evans about what his future is with the MCU now that, of course, we've seen the end of Endgame and his uh, character certainly seemed to have a definitive end to his run. He seemed to leave the door open a little bit in his commentary, but was very, uh, I guess you would say, uh, gun-shy, so to speak, about wanting to, confirm, wanting to fully deny that he'd ever come back. So we'll break that down. And we've been kind of avoiding this story because I didn't know how much legs it would have, but it's pretty much hard to really ignore anymore the calls for the snyder cut have become pretty much uh they're loud um they're they're unavoidable and i I, now it's being parroted by not just the fans but the people who work on the movie the big actors in justice league are now calling for this snyder cut so we'll give you the latest updates on that as well great show lined up for you we had a major 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 movie announcement um, a confirmed release date for a DC movie that will start the show. So it should be a fun show. Joining me and my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, today, I am looking forward to talking about uh, the Snyder Cut. No, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, well, well, a little bit. I mean, look, it's, it's happening. You know, well, I wouldn't say it's happening. I, I'm not breaking news. It's not. I don't know that it's happening. But the the buzz is out there that it may be happening. So, you know, that is going to be something to, to, to talk about. Uh, we have some, some uh, movie announcements, and as you said, some, some uh, upcoming movies that we don't know about yet. So I'm looking forward to talking about all this stuff. We've got a lot of good stuff today. Absolutely. Kendall joins us as well. Kendall, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Um, yeah, we have some interesting topics um, that you already kind of, you know, went over. But, um, you know, I thought it was interesting because last week I talked about um, you know, what shows are we going to be watching on Disney Plus? Uh, and EJ, you mentioned X-Men, the animated series. And I watched the third episode of X-Men, the animated series. We just picked a random episode. So I picked the third one. It was, it was something about, it was like Enter Magneto or something like that. And I didn't finish the episode, but I, <laughs> the first scene of the episode, Beast is in, is in prison. And that scene where and Magneto comes to try and break him out, and that scene is one of the funniest things I've, I've seen. <laughs> Why like, is this so funny? I don't remember it, this episode. It, like, just imagine Magneto trying to break break Beast out of prison. Yeah, I'm like, sure the dialogue in that was pretty classic. However you expect it to happen, that's how it happened. <laughs> like, Beast is like, uh, like, Magneto's like, what are you waiting for? Like, come, come. And Beast is like, I'm waiting for my day in court. Like, <laughs> like this is ridiculous. Oh, man, it was a funny scene. But um, you forget how good those, some of those, some of the sh- that show is, or some of the dialogue in that show, and like, um, so it's just a really, really, really good show. But um, yeah, I watched the I watched the pilot the first day. I mean, I stuck to my word on this podcast. The first day Disney Plus came out, and I was able to sit down and watch. I watched the first episode of um, X Men: The Animated Series. I didn't want to see Morph, so I'm, I'm gonna skip Morph. Yeah, Morph was like definitely the worst part of the show. 
<laughs> I think that's pretty much. And that's like, like, I don't think Morph will be around in the third episode, so I was good. Yeah, yeah, he's he. They get rid of him in the first episode, so uh, so so. But but like, there is a lot of good stuff in there still. It's so yeah. goofy, but it's it's so good. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the entire series. I couldn't believe that they still only have one season. Or I don't know if they fixed it, but right now they only have one season of the animated Spider-Man show from the '90s. What is that about? I don't understand how that happened. Sony probably has some love. How does Sony have any rights to that? They it's not it was not a Sony show. Yeah, I don't they know. have the they have they have all, every other Spider-Man show. It's on not there, on Netflix. For, is that for the one Sony produced? I don't think it's on Netflix. That's interesting. I'm sure, yeah, I, I gotta look online and see what the. It might be on some place else that we know, like something irrelevant. Maybe it's a yeah, some kind of streaming service. Is it Amazon? Maybe I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense to me that they will only have one season. It's not even the first season because the first episode on there has like Venom, and I'm like, okay, Venom was not in the first season, the first episode. No way. They did a whole symbiote series. That doesn't make any sense. Also, this is off topic, but you guys see James Gunn said that um, he was doing uh, you know, he's answering questions on Instagram. Sending from fans, and someone asked, uh, "Do you think we'll ever see a Marvel versus DC movie?" And he said, "In the past, I would have said no, but right, but the way things are now, anything's possible." I'm like, I it's it's just <laughs> an interesting answer, uh, no, I but I I think that comes with him and his experience, like with Disney and Warner Brothers letting him do both movies. So that's yeah, fascinating because you say you believe him. What do you mean by that? Do you mean you believe him in that? It'll think happen. That this that that is possible, or do you agree with him that that is possible? I think uh, it, it may sound to the vid listener like very. Like, it may sound like the exact same thing, but I think there is a difference because you could agree with him and not and like and feel like what he's saying is more of an opinion. But then, like oh, to I me, see. when you say you believe in him, it makes me think that maybe you think he knows something that we don't know. Oh, okay. Um. Well, no, I don't think that. Okay. I think that, um, you know, I don't think he knows something that we don't. As Kendall said, I, like, if, if, of anyone who would know something, he would be a great person. Someone who works, literally works for Warner Brothers and Disney. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and I, and I think you're right about that. But I do believe him in that, you know, I think, you know, um, that both of the companies, like, and they, they, I think what this all boils down to is, um, it's really kind of what everything boils down to nowadays, which is sad, but it all boils down to money. You know? Right. Like, I mean, honestly. I mean, if, you know, if it's like Mayweather if, Pacquiao, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, or if Mayweather you, McGregor. If you Mayweather put, McGregor is not a crazy. <laughs> but exactly. USC and Mayweather, people realize there's too much money to be not had if these guys fought. Yeah, exactly. These guys didn't. You know? You know, it's too like, much money. Like, if you put in, have a commercial and say that Batman talking with spider-man and they're about to fight or batman about to fight captain america and it's like that's gonna make a billion dollars easily guaranteed a billion dollars guaranteed at what point at what is there like there has to be a cap on like how much money movies can make we haven't seen it yet but like i i just can't imagine a movie gonna make more money than endgame but like that's a bigger spectacle than endgame it is yeah so like and obviously infinity war as well but like at some point, like all the same people that saw Endgame are going to see that movie. Yeah, to me. But like, yeah. who else? You know, like, are you going to get more people to go see this movie? I don't know. I, I mean, to me, I do feel like if they did if that movie came out, like that would be the the highest grossing movie of all time when it comes out. If that happened, 
I think that that would be. There's too much, too many recognizable, yeah. you, you iconic get, characters. You like get, that's just everybody get, knows. You would get people going to that that would never go to a comic book. Movie. Exactly. You get the people that hate comic book movies to be like, like oh, oh, be Batman is fighting like, Captain America. Like, Su- Superman, Superman's this. going about to punch Spider Man. Like, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, right. I'm going to see that. You know, like why not? <laughs> I mean, we saw the first time when Ed Boon from uh, you know Mortal Kombat and uh, what is it, Rocksteady or what's what's his. I forget his his company, but yeah, um, that's um, Nether- uh, no, that's Nether Realm. Yeah, yeah. Nether Realm. Nether- yeah, Nether Realm. Um, we saw Ed Boon say that there's a possibility they may do a Marvel vs DC game somewhere down the line. So, you know, like Shamar said, money talks. And they've done these. comics, obviously. They've done obviously, yeah. There are plenty of stories, yeah. Right. So that's it. That is an interesting commentary from James Gunn. Uh, but uh, staying on the DC side of things, our top story today comes from uh, The Rock. Who, as we know, highest paid man in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, he's a very rich man in Hollywood. Definitely, people's uh, champ, the people's champ for sure, for wrestling fans. And he made a big announcement. Uh, basically, Spencer Strassmore also, by the Spencer way. Spencer Strassmore. <laughs> yeah, shout out to <laughs> people. Who watch, out. Shout out to people who watch Ball on HBO. Um, he made a major announcement because on his Twitter, on his excuse me, Instagram account, he made an announcement uh, that Black Adam will be coming to theaters. On December twenty second, twenty twenty one. That date is 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 very important to this show. Very important because uh, it is very actually Shamari's birthday. birthday. That is my birthday. So For those of you that don't know, so Shamari's birthday is on twenty second of December. So how old would you be in twenty twenty one? You'll be. I will be turning twenty twenty uh, eight. Twenty eight. I'll be turning twenty eight on that date. <laughs> so there you go. So. Um, Nice so birthday present. So that's a fascinating detail for us, um, but this movie is, is here. I mean, it's it's there's a date, there's a plan. Uh, the Rock uh, released um, a, a a concept art that was that was made by Jim Lee and Boss Logic that looks uh, really good, but does look like The Rock. Um, they didn't do much in terms of like oh, making him look more like Black Adam. Looks like they put The Rock in a Black Adam yeah, costume, basically. I don't know if that's going to be the official, <laughs> you know, artwork that we see from him, but this no, is no uh, what speaking, we see no. from him so far. I mean, it's a beautiful artwork because Jim Lee and Boss Logic are, you know, legendary at this point. But uh, what do you what do you think now that we're here? Black Adam is a 2021 DC slate uh, officially. Hey man, it's happening. It's official. I had a feeling it would happen because The Rock wanted it to happen. I feel like The Rock wants. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He wants a project to happen. Well, as happen. we talked about, he said he, he said he was working on this for ten years. Yeah, he's been working yeah, ten years. You know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he wanted. He was clear, very clear. He kept talking about it, so it was gonna happen. I mean, he works very closely with uh, Seven Bucks, which I believe is his production company, or that yes. he he, he either he either runs it himself or at least partially runs the company. Um, so I mean, he, like, this is like a passionate passionate project for him. And, uh, you know, it's it's happening. So it's official. As for how I feel about the movie itself happening, I'm excited about it. I need to get more details in regards to who the director is. Mm-hmm. We don't have, even have a director. A director, producer, I, I want to get the know who creatively is behind this project. Um, uh, but it, it should be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a, a – it'll be this is going to be a good test for The Rock's talent chops as an actor. I think For sure. this is a very interesting role because he's not just going to be the rock. He can't just be the rock. 
playing Black Adam. Black yeah. Adam is a he's a very serious character. There's <laughs> yeah. no humor whatsoever mm-hmm. in this character. You know, um, so it's going to be very interesting to see him play Black Adam. He has a physique for it for sure, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see on screen. Yeah, The Rock has the physique to play the Hulk. <laughs> so he can play for any kind of Marvel, DC, any kind of comic book type character. He he can play the role based oh, yeah. on his strength level. Um, yeah, Shamari, uh, me, Kendall. Uh, Shamari pointed out The Rock and his acting chops and how it would be put to the test. It's rare that when you have a superhero movie, we uh, we go to thinking about acting chops. A lot of the times, we kind of just assume, oh, a superhero movie, they'll be able to do, work it out. This is very different because um, we kind of expect a lot from our superheroes, but with The Rock, a lot of the times it's, it's you know, it's very seasoned actors coming to our world. But here it's like The Rock, who is kind of in our world already, but has to conform to a very serious hero. So it's it's kind of a unique twist on what we've typically seen, where it's like, oh, well, you know, well. Um, we may have had the conversation about well, Natalie Portman, who's actually been in superhero movies, but you know, will she embrace being a superhero? You know, like will Brie Larson embrace being a superhero? These are you know, Academy Award nominated, winning type actresses, and I, I know it mentions two, two women, but there are men who fall in the exact same line. Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, uh, there's plenty of men like that. So, um, so what do you think about how The Rock will be able to embrace this role? Because he's using the word superhero in this Instagram post, which I also found interesting. I because as well. Black Adam is not a superhero. I think that's fair. To, I think that's <laughs> yeah. fair to say, right? At, at, at best, he's absolutely an anti-hero. Right. So what? What does that? What does that say to you, Kendall? And what do you think about The Rock taking on this challenge? Um. In terms of The Rock, uh, I'm not too concerned because I don't think Black Adam is a character that has. Um, I don't think he has enough source material. He has plenty of source material, but I don't think he has enough source material that the masses will be familiar with to where they can pick it apart. So, because, like, he's not on every cartoon and he's not in every movie, animated movie, and he's not, you know, like, he's just not a... he's He's not a flagship DC villain... Uh, in the traditional sense, for like the 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 casual comic book fan, um, so because of that, there are going to be people that don't really aren't really familiar with a lot of his character, a lot of his character. So they can maybe have, take liberties with it with his character and not rub people the wrong way. Um, uh, I think the 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 idea that he is a villain is something that you, I, I mean. They they seem like they're going to take some liberties with it, but that's something people are going to be familiar with, and it's going to be weird about, uh, or it's going to weird people about. Um, I feel like I don't know if The Rock is necessarily saying I'm going to be playing like my character is going to be playing a superhero, or is it just in general he's in a superhero comic book movie? I will read you exactly what he said. He said, it sounded very much like he was saying um, Black Adam's going to be a superhero. Black Adam, because he, he, the whole post was about how his favorite superhero, who he thinks is the greatest superhero in the world, Superman, and how he always wanted to be Superman. And that was the hero that he idolized. Um, but he said that, you know, he was not like Superman. He was very rebellious. He was, you know, 
kind of didn't toe the line. He said, which is why him being Black Adam, he says, is perfect. He says Black Adam has is blessed by magic with the powers to equal to Superman, but the difference is he doesn't toe the mark or walk the line. He's re- he's a rebellious, one of a kind superhero who always do what's right for the people, but does it his way. That's not true. Yeah, <laughs> that's just called one hundred. That's not true. Black Adam does not always do what's right for the people at all. Yeah, no, they're 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 billing him as a superhero, and I mean that's alarming to me. They, I mean, I think they think that that's an easier story to tell. Of um, course, I, I would agree, and and I think that they think that that is what makes them more money. Um, because ideally, the question is always going to be like, well. We want The Rock to play a superhero. Who's he gonna play? You know what I mean. If 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 The Rock's people went to DC or DC went to The Rock and said we want you to play a superhero, who's the person they play? If they said, well, I mean, I would have said eh, maybe Green Lantern, but regardless, if if they said, well, I mean, Black Adam would be a good, a really good fit, but he's a villain. They said, well, why don't we just make him a superhero? Or change his character up to where he's a hero character. I'm not saying that I agree with that, but um, that seems to be what happened. And Do you think I, that's I, what we're getting? We're going to get a Black Adam who's a superhero? I think initially. It doesn't mean that that is the long-term thing, or it doesn't mean that he is a character that is, like, that won't be antagonistic at some point, even if he's still a hero. Will it be... Could we see a like almost like a civil war type of thing between him and Shazam at some point where it's like, all right, this guy's clearly the antagonist or like a Batman v Superman type of thing where it's like two zeros, two heroes going at each other. Like, again, that's not, that's that's not the source material at all. But, um, those are some options that I think they may take on if they want to keep things somewhat realistic or somewhat true to the character. When it comes to and and EJ, I'll let you, Alex. I don't know if you got you had your chance to, no, to really go into it yet. But when it comes to Black Adam being um, built as a hero, uh, I'm very interested to see how people are going to respond to that because I do think he's going to be portrayed as mostly a hero. Um, now I think that they can, when it comes to the comic book stands, who are going, which I don't know if there are any Black Adam stands necessarily, but when it, but there are Shazam stands. We know sure. a lot about Black Adam. Yeah. So when it comes to the the fans that are very eager to see this character, I'm interested to see what their response will be. Now, if they build this as him kind of trying to prioritize his role as a leader of a nation over everything else, which, you know, I think they could do that and have it be seen as, okay, this is this can be seen as comic book accurate in a, in mm-hmm. a lens. You know, but... Though even in in that take, they kind of be avoiding a lot of stuff. But if they wanted to focus on that, I'd be like, okay, you could do that, and that's like still legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if they want to do that, you know, because then that that would be they would be focusing on something that I don't think people would be going to the movie to see. <laughs> yeah. You know, they want to see Black Adam, you know, uh, be Black Adam, you know. So this is gonna be I don't know. This is gonna be very very interesting. And I think the movie's going to make a ton of money regardless because The Rock is The Rock. And seeing The Rock play a superhero, it's just something that is going to make a lot of money. I think, so it's interesting because 
it's hard. Like I think when we heard that he was in Black Adam, a lot of the questions we had were, does The Rock feel comfortable playing a villain? Yeah. Then you heard he's getting his own movie. It's like, okay, how are you centering your a movie around a villain? It's still yeah. kind of that's still why we were, that's why we were so skeptical about the movie in the first right, place. Right, there were a lot of questions Black that Adam didn't movie. quite add up. <laughs> um, and and what we haven't really talked about, which which has been reported widely and was reported again a couple of weeks ago, is the the plan that we've been hearing that is all but confirmed is that his one of the main characters or perhaps his main adversary in this movie is supposed to be Hawkman. Who is a hero? Yes. I mean, you know, and that the only you no, know, the only real true uh, villainous take on Hawkman was that I could think of. I'm sure there are DC fans who read way more comics than me that can definitely give me a hundred different reasons, but hundred different versions. But the the one that comes to mind, that I think a lot of people know of, is the Justice League uh, Justice League animated series movie that, that they did. Um, was it Cross Cross? Fire, crosswalk, something, something we cross. <laughs> the Superman, the Shazam. No, no, no. no the, the Justice League, the Justice League animated uh, like series, the the finale, the, what was like a season finale that kind of played off as a movie before you. Oh yeah, uh, Starcross. Starcross. There we go. Um, that was the only example I could think of that was a clear. Oh, Hawkman is a villain, but like most of the time he's a hero, and most of the time Black Adam's a villain. So they're gonna. I, it looks like they very well could flip flop that in this movie, and I think with a lot of things, as we say it all the time, look, man, if you write a great script, uh, people can you can get away with a lot. That's true. I mean, we we thought the idea of like Heat Vision and like Captain Cold being heroes seemed ridiculous, but guess what? Legend of Tomorrow season one, they wrote a really good script, they wrote a really good story, and you very they, they were very compelling and they're very believable. And Heat Wave still being a hero up until this point. It's still very believable because they're just writing really good stories. Like, there's a way you can do it that can make it work. I just think for me, like, Black Adam is so steadfast um, in his, like, own arrogance, in his own, in some ways, selfishness. It's hard for me to believe that he would truly be someone who, again, is only looking out for his people. Like, that's... Even even when he is, it always it usually is coming across in like a very yeah. iron fist type way. Yeah, that he just he, it's hard for him to ever come off as a uh, protagonist. The only time he really does is when there's a greater threat and he is he does care about his people, so therefore right. he will protect them, or he will protect Earth in a larger role. Right. Um, or he'll protect Earth against a larger threat. Like he's been in those areas, but as you said, I, I don't see him as a hero. I don't want to just write him off and say, oh, well, he can't be good if he's a superhero but i do kind of feel like it does take away a little bit from the challenge i think they were presenting themselves when they announced this movie because i was intrigued by the idea of trying to do a black hat movie where he's a villain if he's just a superhero but he's just more edgy yeah sometimes that's like the ones that kind of end up being like the worst movies like the one where like, oh we're gonna make a superhero but he has edge and like Whenever I hear you're making a lot of accommodations for someone like The Rock, that makes me more afraid that we're going to get a character who's more and more like The Rock. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, like, I feel you. Like, when I hear... Start hearing, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, I start yeah. hearing you're making changes to who the person is. Like, The Rock described Black Adam in a terrible way. Like, like he just, it just wasn't accurate. Who Black Which Adam already is. makes it, like you said, like it makes the source material irrelevant. Right. So, that makes me... So you could, like I say, now I, I preface that by saying again, you can make a great script and it works. But if that great script is supposedly just the Rock being the Rock, I, I don't need to see that. I could watch Ballers, I could watch 
a million other rock movies that are fantastic that I could live with that. I don't know if I need to see the rock as a superhero doing that. Um, for the sake of just trying something different. But, Do we think that they stick with uh, this date, considering it's very close to Avatar? Because I don't when think is that, what, what, what is the Avatar date exactly? Uh, I believe I, the seventeenth. Oh, wow. so it's like that. It's like the week before. Oh, we got yeah. it rather. Because um... one of them's gonna. I mean, they don't have to move, but I mean, Avatar is something that's gonna try and make a billion. Obviously. It is a weird. It is a weird date when you consider that. I agree. That when the Avatar is in the, because I mean, you know, Black Adam is. I think I, I thought the date in in a in a vacuum made sense, because Black Adam is like The Rock is a is a big big draw, but Black Adam is not a big draw. So I think you couldn't just say, oh, we're gonna put him on in May and think that oh that's gonna automatically give us a great number when you're competing against a lot of other big time movies. Especially with Marvel doing four movies a year uh, up until that up to that point, so Marvel it really hasn't touched the December. I believe Batman's coming out in May that year, right? And and Marvel really hasn't touched the kind of December really late in the year date yet ever. Um, I think the first one they'll, they'll do that with is going to be Thor: Love and Thunder. So I believe that's also November. That's a yeah. November date. That's not even as late as this. So and Christmas time is a really great time to do movies. So I I, I thought in a vacuum this was a great date. I didn't think about the Avatar thing, and that does kind of maybe complicate things a little bit. But I, for I, now, it's not, I mean, they they put it there. They they knew they they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I, well, I'll I'll yeah I'll say that for now. I think they'll be okay, but we'll see. But, as because I I don't I just question. I I really do question what the thirst is going to be for Avatar two. I personally, I'm not saying it's going to flop, too. but like. And I've seen people talk about it a lot recently. Like, it's incredible for that movie to have be such a phenomenon in that, like, short part of short period of time and have no kind of staying power in our culture as a as just period. Not just super culture, just any American culture. Like, it, like there's nothing redeeming about it. There's nothing we think about. There's no lines we recite. There's no characters we, like, right. recite their lines. Like, there's You're going to have to, like, break there's the literally Nothing. So, like, while, yes. The movie was iconic because of what it brought to the table. What is a sequel giving me that guarantees them this like carte blanche? Nobody wants to see them on anywhere near their date type billing. I don't know. I guess I'm really stupid in two years and like it does 200 million. I'm just saying for a movie that just has no real impact and no presence in our culture for, for as big as it was. I don't know if anyone really, if, if like if Warner Brothers and DC should be running away from them. Yeah, especially I, when you got The Rock. If it was if it was no, Zach, I, Zachary yeah. Levi, Levy, may I feel a little different, but like, I mean, The Rock is the big, as you said, Jamari, the most highest paid actor in Hollywood, arguably the biggest actor in Hollywood, literally and figuratively. Like, if there's anyone you're gonna challenge that kind of movie with, it's this is the guy to do it with. So I'm gonna say that right now, they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the movie. I mean, I stand by what I said before. I think the movie's gonna make a ton of money. I mean, The Rock's in it. He's the highest-paid actor in Hollywood. You put him in the movie, he's guaranteed to make a certain amount of money, or or you're at least guaranteed to pull a, pro- a certain amount of profit from it. And 
you know, it's and it's the rock in a, in a cape apparently and, and a superhero costume. I feel like that on its own, but I I also feel like you know, I'm also going to say it, it does depend on the creative people behind it. I don't know who they they got as a director, producer, writer. I mean, if they get some some if they if they get some real heat, some real talent to work on this stuff, um if they get oh, you find out oh James Wan signs on to the project or something along those lines. I don't think he will, but if they got someone like that to sign on to this project, I'd be like, yeah, they're going to be fine. <laughs> and I'd be like, they're going to be fine. The movie's going to be high quality. You know, it's going to have a decent story. It's going to have amazing effects. The Rock is probably going to do a good job. And, you know, and everyone will move on with their lives. <laughs> Look, this is going to be another really fascinating project. And I got to give DC some credit here because... They have taken on a lot of fascinating projects, really, since Zack Snyder was gone. And we'll talk about him in the very next segment. But, like, and, and that wasn't meant to be a diss for him at all. I'm just saying, like, this, the, the Snyder slate that we had was, like, very, like, you know, Wonder Woman, Batman, Green Lantern, The Flash. Like, it was, like, your typical kind of movie that you would expect from DC. And since he left, like, now the movies that we're getting... I, I think all of these projects are really fascinating. Like, I thought, uh, I thought Shazam was really fascinating. I think Joker was really fascinating. Clearly, um, Black Adam is going to be a fascinating project. I, I'm not very excited about this right now, but Birds of Prey is a really like these are not just like obvious slam dunk like picks for DC that they're doing, and I think there's a potential for DC to kind of really create themselves and distance themselves as a true alternative to Marvel. Um, Snyder was doing something, he, he was presenting a universe that was very different from Marvel, but the the way he was doing it was kind of the same. This is not the same, what they're doing right now, and it is fascinating. So, the Black Adam project is, there, is something I'm going to be very fascinated to see how this ends up turning out, because this is a is it, very different route that DC is taking. What are you going to say, Kendall? Is there a path where this like he's a hero for most of this movie, and by the end, turns heel. Heading, yeah, heading into future movies, he's a heel. That's what I'm wondering. If this is like a a bait and switch. I tell you what, I I do think that that would, would be a be, major movie twist. I tell you what, yeah, that would be uh, a really awesome twist. If by like the end of the movie you realize like, like Mysterio, oh, Mysterio's a hero, and we're like, right, no way, we didn't believe it. That's this true. is a little bit more like. It makes sense why they would make him a hero. Right. That's a good point. But could this be a mysterious deal? And that was that. That was something I wanted to ask: was that how much do we even believe that what The Rock is saying is true? Like, like and, the I, and, knows, and I didn't think of it as a work, though. The if Rock anyone knows could, running a work, right? Yeah. If, if anyone who can do a work in Hollywood, it's this is the absolute man to do it. He did one with uh, Diesel. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yes, with Fast and the Fast and Furious debacle that's been going on for years. That that was also a work. The Rock knows work. He's a wrestler, so I didn't think of it from that standpoint. I thought I thought from the standpoint of like not saying The Rock doesn't know anything about Black Adam, but like 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 is this his agent telling him, "Hey man, you're gonna be a superhero movie"? Him just running with the yeah, I feel like the I'm Rock a superhero, and he doesn't really what? know that he's not. I feel like The Rock knows too much about what he's doing to I, like. I tend to agree. so I think he knows the project more than he knows the character, but I think he knows the project is a superhero. Movie. But that even that, wrong. even that to me could. But lend, you also have like ten movies. 
but that to me, even like that description to me could lend itself to him making aspersions to things he still wouldn't like. He could say, "Oh, you're doing a superhero movie," but like, even like like the, age, the agent is not the age agent. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know, but his agent might not be the biggest DC guy. So he, they just tell him, "Oh yeah, Black Adam. Like he has a cape and he fights. Or he doesn't have a cape actually, but you no, know, he has a costume and he's you know he's kind of like." Not really. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he does. It's like a little... He goes off and on with the cake. In the picture, you got the cake. Yeah. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, in the movie, yeah. Um, So, like, I think it's a, could they have told him something and then, like, with him not fully understanding exactly, like, hey, he's not really a hero. You're in a superhero movie, but this isn't a superhero. I mean, the thing with Black Adam is, well, like, if you do, like, the, 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 the base... Just, just Google him, and you see he's a villain. I'm, he's probably in the DC Wiki as a villain. He's probably not even in it as a hero. Yeah, I mean well, there I are, there are there are plenty of like greatest villains of all time list, and he's usually pretty high. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, if he did, if The Rock just googled Black Adam and was like, "Who is this guy?" and did just five minutes of research, you'd see this guy is not a hero. You know, or he wouldn't qualify as your standard you know Superman, Batman, superhero that helps people. That's not what he does. You know, and I, and and I, I, you be, like, I know. Well, to say you know we had this discussion maybe a month ago and you know there have been a very it's a very small group but it's very they're not very loud but there are people out there saying look man the rock's not middle eastern you know this is something ej had, had brought up you know i don't think that it'll ever become a narrative that'll that'll hurt the movie in any way or that will even be talked about but there are some people that are, that are mentioning it online at least i don't think it's gonna hurt it anywhere in america um that is true. You know, overseas, we'll see how that affects it. Yeah, we'll see how it affects overseas for sure. Um, speaking about a small but loud crowd, this crowd is, I don't, I don't know if I can even call them small anymore. The crowd that is calling for the, the, the fabled Snyder Cut is becoming, they've already been loud, they're becoming louder, and they're becoming larger, and they're becoming pretty star-studded. So, um it really was kind of a, an astonishing week and an astonishing day uh, with calls for this, this growing calls for this Snyder Cut, a version of the Justice League movie that that Zack Snyder had did and was mostly done with before he left the project um, and under circumstances that still remain very murky. I mean, first he was like, oh, he left on his own volition because he legitimately had a very, very sad tragedy, tragedy with situation. his daughter yeah. um um you know dying taking her own life but then there were the rumors well he actually got fired which i thought made more sense it's sad as what happened with his daughter it seemed like things were not going well with how the production was going with that movie it was very clear dc was warner brothers wasn't happy with where things were going especially after what happened with bvs and what people saw with wonder woman how different it was so we come now to uh you know, the movie coming out and Josh Whedon takes over. It doesn't do that well uh, commercially. It doesn't even do that great critically. And people feel like there is a better cut out there of Justice League that Snyder did that doesn't have these Josh Whedon reshoots that change the movie in some way. I, we really still don't even know how drastically the movie was changed. Now, I remember when we talked about it on the show, I felt like there were clearly moments and shots and things that felt way more like Josh Whedon than, than Zack Snyder. And I think I thought the movie was changed drastically, but it's still really hard to tell. And there are fans out there 
who love Zack Snyder and love DC and loved what he did for DC that feel like they should release the Zack Snyder cut and let us see the version that he wanted to put out. I thought these people were fringe people that we would never have that would never have any power over making anything happen, but it's becoming a serious thing right now because uh, Gal Gadot um, became the biggest star to co-sign this movement that was started by Zack Snyder's fans, but then kind of co-opted, not co-opted, but was uh, was was latched on by Zack Snyder himself, who also was pushing their theme of like, yeah, I would love people to see this movie. And uh, Gal Gadot being, you know, the huge star that she was, she was, of course, in Justice League as Wonder Woman, uh, also put out there that she thought that they should release the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And she got support from not only uh, not only um, Snyder, but she got support from Ben Affleck, who I thought was just never going to talk about anything he did with DC ever again. He came out of the works and said that, yeah, we should listen to the Amazon goddess, goddess like you guys should listen to Batman, me, and release the Snyder Cut. Ray Fisher also voice support. And this comes uh, weeks after Jason Momoa really kind of he's been at it for a while now with these comments about yeah i've seen this not a cut it's yeah. fantastic you guys need to release it um i we've talked we kind of joked about it because i think we've all none of us took this movement very seriously we were obviously wrong i think to not take it seriously at this point in time so uh, now today is sitting uh now reportedly i need to make this clear highway reporter is saying that this movie there is no nothing imminent in regards to releasing any Snyder Cut from Warner Brothers' perspective. But, Shamari, do you think that we will eventually see an official version of the Snyder Cut? And I say an official version, I mean, I don't want to hear, like, somehow, like, someone leaked some scenes or leaked something that was so terrible and, like, not done. Like, will we see something that's very close to a finished version of this Zack Snyder movie that will be released in some way? I think that it is, uh, I definitely think that is a possibility. I mean, I'm hearing whispers as well, not from my sources, but just from others. Along. Yo, yo, Shamari. I got my sources, my boys in Warner Brothers <laughs> telling me, nah, but I'm hearing. Oh, what did uh, Varys and Game of Thrones say? Little <laughs> my little birds are telling me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm hearing, that, you know, that, oh, discussions are happening and, and things are happening and we, we may or may not get something soon. I'm hearing, oh, we, it may or may not end up on HBO Max. That's you know, the spot that makes the most sense. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. You know, that's what I'm seeing online. People are like, oh, it's going to be on HBO Max. Will it be on HBO Max? Um, you know, uh, I th- I mean, I think that would be, I think that would be something that would be nifty, a, nif- a nifty, like, thing that you can just kind of throw on there, you know, where it's like, oh, cool, a different cut of Justice League. Yeah, let me check this out, you know? but yeah, And you don't have to feel like, I gotta pay extra. Yeah, you don't gotta be like, oh, now I have to, you know, have another release in theaters, or I have to, oh, put it on the shelves. You don't have to put it on any kind of shelf. Just drop it on the, <laughs> just drop it on the app, you know? And, 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 you know, please all the Snyder people who want to see it. You can have regular Justice League on there, of course, but then just have this cut as well. Kind of like how they released the, the, the you know, director's cut of Watchmen, and how they released the director's cut of all these other movies. You know, it's like you just release this version of the movie for people that are dying to see it. And, uh, you know, it'll be done. So I, I think that it's something that is absolutely doable. Um, I think the actors being behind it is definitely something that's, that is uh, powerful. So I think, I think it's something that definitely could happen. Kendall, do you believe that this movie can happen in a semi-official finished version? 
Um, I think the momentum suggests there's something afoot here. Mm. Like there's something mm. afoot here because these these guys all coming out at the same time makes me think that someone made the directive go out there and push for the Snyder Cut. It's close, or it may happen, but we need to we need to drum up interest. I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was Zack Snyder told them. Like, why was really Zack, Zack so That's where it's interesting to me, Kendall. Why do you think Zack Snyder would be the one who could have the power to do this? Yes, yeah, so that's It's not necessarily power as much as it is. I think he had the relationship with all mm-hmm. these actors. Okay. And they're doing it as a favor to him. You know? Like, it's very easy. I mean, I don't know if these people saw it or not. Maybe they did. I mean, but, like, why do they care? You know? Like, why would they care about the Snyder Cut? You know, unless it really is a better version of the movie. That, But, like, they, I, in reality, they care because it helps their friend, Zack Snyder. Um, so... The person with the most motive for this movie to come out is Zack Snyder, and he's the one that has a relationship with all these people. The only other, the only other theory would be that if there is something afoot, is that Warner Brothers wants this movie to come out, but they need, like, this is just a again another work. This is a, just a campaign that they they have plans to drop it. They just doing this now to 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 you know start the conversation. Um, but I, I think I think this is coming from Snyder. I think Snyder's forcing Warner Brothers' hand, and I think that Snyder knows that this is going to happen, or I think he knows that like it very well could happen, which is why this stuff is happening now. Because that's the question: like, why, why now? Like, it's been a long time. Why weren't they asking for this months ago? And maybe Warner Brothers at that point gave it no no time. No, they, they no time of the day to to even consider a Snyder cut release. But with HBO Max and the Disney Plus and the streaming wars and it's an arms race, you know maybe they had conversations of like Shamari said. Look, maybe it just makes sense to just put the Snyder cut on HBO Max, and um, that will help give us. It wouldn't give you a leg up on Disney Plus, but it'll give us added content on our streaming service. Um, if it's good people and you know then why not and once those conversations happen maybe snyder goes to his cast and says look we're, we're close to getting this thing done but they need more they need to see more fan support those are the people with the biggest followings in all of warner brothers are those actors so I, that's my guess on what happened so i once these but once these big money people start talking about it it's gonna happen like it can't not happen at this point. You know, it goes back to, you know, like I said with, um, well, like I said with, uh, whatchamacallit, you know, like Batista saying he's not doing, um, he's not doing Guardians. And, you know, like, once, once Batista says that, like, James Gunn is probably going to be back. If, you know, if all these people, if the whole cast comes out in support of James Gunn, you know, at some you know, Disney's going to have to bring him back at some point. So, uh, that's what I think is going to happen at this point. I think we're going to get the Snyder Cut. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's finished. I don't know if it's, you know, a lot of unfinished work. But 
Um, I think whatever this Snyder Cut is, I think we will see it at some point. Uh, I like uh, I like Kendall's thinking about something being afoot with this because let's let's keep it a buck. What is Zack Snyder doing right now? Nothing. I haven't seen him attached to anything, <laughs> and this is not a some small you know some small. Now, of course, he had a terrible tragedy, so I, 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 that perhaps in the beginning has something to do with it. But it's been two years now, and I'm not. Of course, I'm not saying you ever get over that. But for a a major director, a major film uh, filmmaker, to really not be a taxi, he's doing Army of the Dead, which comes out in uh, this uh, next year, and that's it. And since Justice League, he hasn't done anything. This is the only project he's had. And this is a guy for pretty much since 2009 have been doing a movie almost every year. Watchmen 2009, Legends of the Guardians 2010, Sucker Punch 2011, Man of Steel 2013, 300, uh, uh, Rise of Empire 2014, BVS 2016, Justice League 2017. So there's only a couple years in there where he took a a year off break. Here, he had the terrible tragedy that happened um, with his family. But he went from 2017 to 2020 doing nothing he has no other upcoming projects and as we as we all have mentioned he has been very adamant and very much voicing a lot of support and you know these little easter eggs of pictures he's putting out on social media that's showing pictures of his cut this seems orchestrated like this there are things that happen organically now i think the 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 shout out to the original DC fans who were pushing for it, I think that generally was organic. I don't think that was some orchestrated plot from people in power starting that. At some point in time, Snyder became an orchestrated part of that, in my opinion. I'm I'm surprised we're doing a clean sweep here, but I also believe that it is very possible, maybe even likely, that we will see a Snyder cut. Because we all know the internet now. We're all, you know, millennials. We all are of, we're of the age of the internet you kind of could smell and see when something is organic and something is clearly a very orchestrated thing to made to look organic. This don't look organic at all. This looks very clearly like something that's orchestrated. The fan started it. Then the director is really, really out there putting it out there in a weird way considering there's rumors he got fired. There's rumors that people hated his cut within the company. So why would he be putting himself out there in a situation that, like, you, I would think maybe could make him look bad, make him make him look unprofessional with the way he was pushing this so hard. Then okay, Momoa goes out there, but he's kind of a wild card, so we kind of looked at him. And said, okay, well he's talking, but he'll say anything. So maybe you kind of dismiss him. But I mean, to me today, Gal Gadot saying something that was major to me because mm. not to say Joyce and Momoa is an enterprise as well, but Gal Gadot is a enterprise at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like anything she's putting on social media. Is not an accident, and is not something um, that's going to be just like off the cuff, just like you know riffing, just like having fun. Like this is not going to be. And Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck, yes. Like Jason Momoa, and also Momoa, like that kind of he's kind of outspoken to begin with. Yeah. So like him supporting the Snyder's friend. Yeah, I yeah, can that, totally like that see seems that. That seems on brand, but like Gadot and Affleck don't just say things just to say. It. Absolutely yeah. not, and especially Affleck who. 
it's kind of similar to Snyder. Like, he left Warner Brothers in D.C., and it might not have been bad terms in terms of their interpersonal relationship, but it was a messy way that whole thing ended. And he's reminding people that he was once Batman? I thought that would never happen. Something is happening. I don't know what it is. My prediction or my... I, I surmise that this is some kind of trial balloon that's being put into action. I think at some point, Warner Brothers got word that, man, there's a lot of people calling for the Snyder Cut. And perhaps they talked to Zach and said, what do you feel about it? And I think that he was adamant about wanting to do it. And they said, all right, start drumming up some support. Let's see what happens. The support that Zach put out there caught, on, caught fire. And I think that Warner Brothers, okay, gal... You know, they talked to athlete, they talked to Ray Fisher. You guys say some stuff. What's going to happen? Let's see how this goes. And to me, even the wording in this article from The Hollywood Reporter saying nothing is imminent, that doesn't mean anything. Nothing, I mean, of course nothing is imminent. <laughs> like, no, I don't think that you're going to release the movie tomorrow. Like, that's, that's clear. The question is, are you ever going to release a Snyder Cut? And the fact that their sources couldn't say no tells me that they, there's a very good chance they're going to release something. Right. Um, I think you guys make a good point that something on the streaming service makes sense. It certainly would be a great, um, a, a a great kind of thing to grab a lot of attention for HBO Max because I think that platform is desperately going to need it. I don't. We were talking about it at a at a a group of friends came over to my crib last night. We were talking about all the streaming service wars and HBO Max and just how of all the streaming services that that, that we have and the ones that are coming out. That one seems to be the one that has the biggest identity crisis. Because it's like, what on a, like like it's it's a Warner Brothers property, but it's pushing it as HBO when you already have HBO Go that has HBO's library. So what about this? I think people are going to be confused about why they need HBO Max. This could they're going to need something to come out on the platform that's going to grab some headline, grab some people. I agree. I think that this is something that could potentially do that. I have questions about whether or not this is all worth it because for how, well, however Zack Snyder left, it was very clear Warner Brothers was not happy with the direction that he was going. So I have grave doubts that this movie is any good. Forget about whether or not it's finished. Like, this could all be this could be Geraldo Rivera find, going into the tomb, the tomb of Al Capone. Like, like it's just a great mysterious thing that turns out to be like a bust, or like, um, or like uh, what's the name, David Blaine, you know, trying to breathe underwater or fl- flying yeah. or whatever he was trying to do, yeah. <laughs> and ABC not to cut the feed because it all went wrong. Like, that's my concern. Is okay. We're at the point where we all believe this very well could happen. What are we actually getting? Because a lot of people did not like Justice League. Almost, I can't say almost nobody. But a lot of people do not like BVS. And Zack Snyder worked on both of those movies. So I'm seeing all of a Justice League movie. How much better could that be than what I've seen already? I have grave doubts. Um, but it's kind of a novelty. To me, I think that's what this is. This has now become a novelty that is interesting. And I, I've, I've said on this show that I really wasn't all that interested in a Zack Snyder cut. I can't, I, I, gotta lie, I can't lie. Like I'm kind of wrapped up in the hype now. I'm not going to go out and tweet hashtag Lisa Snyder Cut because I don't care that much about it. But I do kind of like, all right, just out of just like, just curiosity. Like, what does this thing look like? Because now it's unavoidable. So, um, mm-hmm. 
it's 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 kind of crazy we got here i i legitimately of all the things we've done in our show that i've dismissed this is the one like i'm thoroughly shocked that we're at this point where we're, we're seriously thinking that a sign card is going to happen i remember when we first talked about this none of us thought there was any chance we were seeing any kind of snyder cut um and a, another early shout out that that is deserve that that is definitely deserving um for this topic is kevin smith i think he might have been the first non i think he might have been the first like kind of prominent first voice non-fan yeah and even though he is a fan but like a like a, someone, no, who's like a someone who's in the industry to say hey the snyder cut is out there and like you should everybody should put it out and he kind of he kind of i think he kind of started this movement i'll be honest because yes there were fans calling for a snyder cut but they there was no real they were they didn't rally behind anything Zack snyder wasn't called for Zack snyder was, was very silent he was going through a tragedy um that that movie's being maligned by everybody, so nobody was putting their neck out there for the movie, even if they did like the movie. Kevin Smith was the only person I remember at that time. This is now coming a long time ago, saying, "Oh, yo, Snyder's out there, and like it's very different. Like it has different stuff. They should put it out." And it seemed like like the fans seemed to rally around those that commentary. I think he talked about the fact that there was dark side stuff in it, and 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 that kind of started this whole thing. So he deserves a big shout out. I know he kind of. He he, kind of almost is a kind of a backdoor DC person, but he's DC. That wasn't a time when DC was wanting to put this out. They wanted people to forget that whole thing happened. They were getting rid of everybody that was involved with the Snyder uh, era of DC. So um, so it's crazy that we're here. Uh, but going well, moving from DC and going to Marvel, we got uh, another thing that was kind of unexpected this week. Marvel announced uh a, a, another slate of movies all unannounced but they now all have release dates so new movies for 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 2022 and 2023 were announced there are five untitled marvel studio movies so i would assume that means none of these are spider-man just for you know if they're you know we don't know if we're gonna get anything beyond the next spider-man movie but that is something important to know these are marvel studio properties and uh as we've been noting that there's been this idea that marvel's going to try to be new try to do maybe four movies a year with these untitled releases that they put out, that's essentially what we're going to get. Because uh, February 18, 2022, we know we're getting an untitled Marvel movie to go along with Black Panther and uh, Black Panther in 2022. Then they announced two more. Uh, well, sorry, one more for uh, 2022 on October 7th. Then they announced four for 2023. So you have February, 20, February 17th, May 5th, uh, July 28th, and November 3rd, all brand new Marvel movies. So we know Ant-Man 3 is going to happen. That was right. recent. We know Blade's going to happen. Right. We know Captain Marvel's going to happen. We know Guardians of the Galaxy is going to happen. So that's what? One, two, three, four movies right there. Uh, then there's a question, okay, so if we all, are we all in agreement that those are probably all four of the five movies? Does anyone think that somehow one of those movies is not one of those movies? I know what I said. So, later, but <laughs> does anyone think that one of those movies right. is not in one of those slates? One of the, which? Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Ant-Man Blade, Blade, Captain America, and Guardians Captain Marvel. 3. Ca- sorry, Captain Marvel and Guardians 3. What did I say? You said Ant Man, Blade, Captain Marvel. Well, you said Captain America. Right? Sorry, I mean Captain <laughs> Ant Man, Blade, Captain Marvel, and Guardians. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. I I think that's pretty fair that those are at least four of the movies. So that leaves us one. And here's where it gets interesting because we've heard conversations that uh, Deadpool could very likely be the first Fox person to kind of come into the fray here. Yes. Um, We've actually heard Kevin Feige during D23 mention Fantastic Four. And Mutants. And Mutants. So what do we think this other date is? I mean, there's this. It's so up in the air. I mean, because I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking, well, when are we going to get the next Avengers movie? Exactly, when, and that's, that's the other movie. big caveat you know? here. Like, I mean, we're getting all these other superhero movies and new heroes. I mean, are we going to be waiting? I mean, are we going to be waiting five years to get the next Avengers movie? You know, and that's what's fascinating because with the way they ended Endgame, why not? <laughs> Like, in a way, like, if there was any reason to hold off on Avenger movies, like, Endgame was the reason to do it. Like, I don't know if putting an Avenger movie even three years after is the, or four years after is the greatest idea. Like, if there was any movie to actually have you say, hold on, like, let's take a break on Avengers, let's build up our, our library again and build up our characters, this would be the movie you say, okay, let's take a break from it. I mean, there's a lot of movies that's coming out. I mean, if... if it is, if, I know. I mean, they could... If they came out with all those movies and then they came out with an Avengers movie, without the other ones, if that was if that was the one that was coming out in uh, October uh, 2022, I'd be like, hey, I mean, they came out with like seven, eight movies. Before then, they could come out with another Avengers movie. And I wouldn't be scratching my head, you know? I think Kendall said this before, so I don't want to feel like I'm taking credit from him. So I, I will say that I agree with him, and I'm going to make a bold prediction agreeing with what Kendall has said. I think Captain Marvel is going to be your Civil War. I think Captain Marvel could end up being Secret Invasion. Yeah. Like, that may date to me, because I, I just don't see... Because May is the only time you're putting Avengers up. That's, that's clear. And... To me, I, I don't. I just don't know. Captain Marvel is such a big property. I don't see, like, Black Panther is on is on May of 2022. So that would mean that the only times that would make any kind of sense for an Avengers would be at May 5th date or July 28th. And July seems extremely late, and that's a late date in July to do Avengers. So that tells me that that's got to be one of your heavy hitter characters and to me that's gotta be Captain Marvel but I agree that that's a long time not to have any real true crossover but just like Captain Civil War really did provide an excellent buffer as a crossover between um, uh, Age of Ultron and oh we got an Infinity War Civil War could end up being I mean that's going to be a very long buffer from 2019 to 2023 but like that's that might be the buffer they need to get to 2024 to do whatever they want to do with it finally an Avengers movie I mean it's I mean that's uh, possible you know um, I mean they call it, it could also be because I was also thinking I mean we have all these other heroes too we've got Spider-Man we know they st- they probably still want to do a Spider-Man movie. I don't know if that's something they would add to a slate already. I don't think they would because these are Marvel Disney movies. And yeah, like, that would be on a Sony slate, technically. And, what, and, and <laughs> from what we know, there is no deal beyond just the next movie 
for right. Like, not, so, yeah, so, so unless they knew, they they reached a deal that we don't know about, they're not gonna put out even a slate for a fourth Spider-Man movie that they haven't even agreed to. The the deal that they put in place is for Spider-Man to appear in a Marvel movie, and for Marvel to co-produce a Spider-Man movie. So Spider-Man could very well be in any of these untitled movies, or maybe the title movies that we don't even know about. But he is not going to be any of the untitled Marvel films. Mm. Okay. Ugh. Why is there so much? Why is there so much smoke about Deadpool coming out so soon? Because I think I feel like we I've asked that question to you guys before, maybe on air or off air. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but it just now with this date coming out, people the consensus is still that that Deadpool is somewhere in there, and I'm like. I, like I understand, like logically, like why it makes sense, but like I don't have confidence in anything. But these people, insiders, insiders seem to feel yeah. like there's a guarantee it's coming in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Yeah, there's a lot of smoke that Deadpool is happening. Very I feel soon. like I feel like the people know something. I, feel I think like, they know something too, and they're just not they're not allowed to say whatever they want to say. Hence, every like I think every time I saw an article. For this story, I'd say about 75% of the time, Deadpool was part of the thumbnail, part of the cover image for the <laughs> article. Right. He was always he was part of a mishmash of a lot of characters, but there were no other X-Men characters in there. It was always Deadpool was always in the mix. And these websites have people who have sources that know something. Um, I always mention how Jeremy Conrad, every time he puts any characters or names any characters, I'm paying very close attention. He does nothing without an accident. Nothing by an accident. And I think other other um, websites are doing the same thing. So I agree with him. There's a lot of smoke that Deadpool is going to happen. Like there's maybe no it's smoke coming behind from, a Fantastic Four movie. Right. Maybe it's coming from the idea that there was this, again, Deadpool, I mean, excuse me, Deadpool. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds had met with Disney very recently about Deadpool. So perhaps that's why there's all this smoke. My question is, is all there all the smoke just because he had a meeting that was reported, or is there smoke because there's details that came out of that meeting that they know about? That's the question. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I've argued with you guys. I still, I don't think it makes sense with Deadpool to be the first Fox character to introduce. That's that's how I feel. I think that if right. you're keeping Ryan Reynolds, you've attached him too much to X Men for him to show up and. Like, he's your first venture into the X-Men world, unless you're going to put him just only into the Marvel world. While you can do that, I just... I don't know. I just I think it could be weird, though. I would I would concede that if there's any oddball character who could overcome weird things about your story writing, it's him. Do you think Deadpool's going to be in any of these other movies that were announced? Whether it be after credits or even... In the uh, movie, part of me, say, I mean, aspects are always possible, but I mean, part of me hopes not. Or in, I mean, I mean, Doctor Strange is going into all these kind of different universes. Doctor Strange and Thor look like really clear shots where he would make sense to show up. And you just throw him in, and you know, it it could make sense still. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, in an Easter egg, maybe cameo, like one scene. You never know. Now they have the right TT writing a Deadpool scene would be. Legendary. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they got to remind people that they have Fox, and I think a lot of these Phase Four movies will remind people that Fox is not with Marvel. <laughs> like, 
there there are going to be references to you know I mean I that we mentioned um you know we talked about whether or not uh, Reed Richards might be in Ant Man you know like what if Hank Pym references Reed Richards and maybe he's Reed Richards even in a character but maybe his name is mentioned you know like there's going to be there there will be references to these characters but um. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that those dates are X-Men or Fantastic Four. I just, I think they're going to be patient with those characters. And I, I I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we will get them in other movies beforehand. But um, I don't think they have any rush with them. And they, and they, they, they really sh- shouldn't have a rush with them, to be honest. I think that they have a, a large library... And there's a way, as you said, to insert them in in other movies that could make the wait worth it. But I remember when we first talked about when we would see these X Men characters and stuff, like as you know, X Men movie and stuff. Twenty twenty three seemed like the latest. Yeah, and today I think that's unlikely. At this point, I think it's unlikely there's an X Men movie by twenty twenty three, based on what we know. Yeah, unless. Like Ant Man three is coming out way later than we expect. Like one of these movies that they that they've announced or has been reported to be official, that's one of those movies is coming out at a much later date than they just announced that they were going to do them. I don't see how X Men or Fantastic Four fit ahead of these other movies. Do you think any? I of those can't movies... see how you would announce that Blade is happening at DC twenty three. We don't get into twenty twenty four. Do you think any of those movies? Um, is going to be anything related to these Disney Plus shows that we're getting? Because we're getting a bunch of new characters announced. It's another good. Well, Captain Marvel, for sure, will be linked to Miss Marvel. Right. That's guaranteed. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we also had Jeremy Conrad say back in like a month ago that Nova was in early development. I think so, Nova potentially could be linked to Captain Marvel. If If Nova is in early development... And these dates are coming out. Does that mean that? I mean, Marvel early development could be twenty twenty four. You know, all these movies are in early development, but like <laughs> X Men's in early development, as is Fantastic Four. But maybe the fact that that got out makes you wonder. Maybe that's maybe Nova's twenty twenty three. Maybe it's November. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, man, Kevin Feige. I know we joked about how the only thing was ridiculous about him being too busy, but that man does have his hands full. No, I mean, come on. <laughs> There's so much stuff. And he's working on a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Like, come on. I don't even know why he agreed to that. I feel like someone... Uh, well, I know why he agreed to it. Uh, a boatload of money would make you agree to a lot. Oh, well, yeah. I feel like Alan Horn probably twisted his arm, too. Daniel RPK said he's hearing that Deadpool is likely for 2022. That's so. amazing to me. It just, I mean, I think that's a little too soon, but... That's really soon. Why do you think like, that's too soon? I just Last think... Last Deadpool movie we got was 2020, 2018, right? That's four years. Not necessarily too soon from the last movie, but... I just feel if you're trying to transition the character... I mean, I guess if of all the Fox properties, that's the one where you want to, you know, strike while the iron's hot. You know, you, you don't want to, like, Fantastic Four and X Men. Like, there's no there's no reason to rush because like they have no momentum anyway. Like, but I just think that like they like they have so many Marvel movies. So to think that they're going to they're gonna have Deadpool usurp 
like still a ton of movies in the calendars. It's prioritized Deadpool. It's it's, but I think they know that Deadpool is such a cash cow. I think that's why. I think they're like you can make so much money off of this. I'm so curious about the idea that but Deadpool now. creatively could make sense for this, and I'm not seeing. But that's the thing. I'm still like we get the money, we get that aspect of it. But I'm wondering if there's a creative angle that I'm underestimating. Like, like, is there something creatively that makes like is he easier to do because he's well, such I, a, yeah, I, I mentioned that solo before. on his own kind of guy that it makes sense. He's the perfect guy to to introduce the the Fox universe because like he has no there is no filter to what you can talk about no filter to what where he can go what he can do so like. You know, you can make references to that. You can make jokes about it. Um, like, it can, like, he can be non-canon to the universe and nobody would care. You know, like, there is no confusion about, like, well, how do we explain where he's from? How do we explain what? Maybe they will. Maybe they have to because they want to keep the MCU somewhat consistent. They don't want to just, like, throw a complete loop in the middle of things. And, you know, like, he's... You know, like he's like mixing spit lick or something, but from DC. But, um, like I feel like because of that, they can they have such a blank slate with Deadpool. Whereas the X Men, Fantastic Four, you have to write an origin or you have to write some explanation right, exactly. or where they're from. That isn't unnecessary with Deadpool, especially since it's going to be likely a sequel to movies he's already done. Yeah, I guess my issue with it from the beginning was because they've linked him so much to the X-Men universe and he's such an oddball and we don't know what Marvel's going to do with the mutant X-Men universe. It just seems like a weird person to tell me the story of what your mutant thing's going to look like because he's just so ridiculous. Like, I, I need to, I want seriousness focused focused serious storytelling to explain to me anything about mutants and for him he, i mean that's just not gonna happen so so it's just odd to me that he would be the person you start with but unless you you decide that we're gonna take him just completely away from the mutants for this movie and that might make sense because again there's anybody you could do that with deadpool literally breaks the fourth wall so you can really write rewrite the rules and write scrap them and do whatever you want um so that's the aspect that I kind of do understand, but the executing and sticking the landing is going to be the fun part about this. Um, real quickly, guys, uh, Chris Evans had a sit-down conversation with his co-star from Avengers, uh, Scarlett Johansson. In this conversation that they did uh, for Variety, Johansson asked him about would she would he return to Marvel, and he had some very interesting answers. Uh, he said, uh, basically, you never say never, and I love the character, but I don't know. So Johansson, being apparently a good reporter or a good interviewer, because she pressed him on it instead of letting him just leave that alone by saying never say never, she asked him or responded. She's like, not a hard no. And he said, it's not a hard no, but it's, it's not an eager yes either. There are other things that I'm working on right now. I think Kat had such a tricky act to stick the landing, and I think they did a really nice job letting him complete his journey. If you're going to revisit it, it can't be a cash grab. It can't be just... Because the audience wants to be excited, what we are revealing, what are we, what, what are we revealing, what are we adding to the story? A lot of things will have to come together. He said. So she responded, "It's not obvious." She said, "It doesn't feel at this time that that would be a thing." 
he also went on to say that uh, it would be a shame to sour his happy ending. I'm very protective of it. It was such a precious time. Jumping onto the movie was a terrifying prospect to me. I said a bunch of times, I suppose I said no a bunch of times, and there's a million and one ways it could have gone wrong. It almost feels like maybe let this let maybe we should let we should uh, let this one sit. He's coming back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh wow. Very definitive. I, I mean, I'm That's not. Very... I don't know if it's gonna be back like soon. I don't know if it's gonna be a major role. But like, do we see Chris Evans in the MCU? I like. It won't just be a cameo. Like he'll he'll play a role in the MCU again. He's too young. Uh, his character. There's too many different avenues where Captain America can show up. Um. Like, we may see him in Falcon and Winter Soldier for all we know. You know, like, I, or Black Widow. Like, I don't know, but... That would be I, shocking. Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt that, honestly. You know, I, 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 I'm not... You'd highly doubt that he'll be in Falcon and Winter Soldier or Black Widow, or both. Both, honestly. Definitely Falcon and, I mean, Black Widow. Black Widow seems unlikely. And Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, besides like a very small cameo, like that would be surprising. Yeah, or like, or like or like a flashback, something yeah. that's where he's not like playing Captain America live. Yeah, I'd be exactly. surprised. If we I don't think get, that's gonna happen. I'd be surprised. If, like, I think we'll get a new Chris Evans. It may it may still be a it has to be a flashback that he's dead, but like I'd be surprised if we didn't get a new Captain America, like clip with Chris Evans or a cameo he's like I think we'll see him again but um I don't think it'll be major but um but no I but in terms of like long term I, I mean we've talked a lot about like Wolverine you know the character you could cross over with Captain America easily you know that's something they made that's a possibility you could also cross him over with Hulk and other characters but um yeah I think we'll see him again I'm I'm not I mean I I think it's a possibility. I mean, he said so himself. Um, it seems like he's very passionate about the character. I feel like, though, one thing that leads me to believe that he, we probably will see him again is he said it has to be for the right reasons. And Feige's a guy who would make, create the right reason. You know, he wouldn't just say, oh, well, you wouldn't just pull a, you know, not to crap on Warner Brothers, but you wouldn't just pull a Warner Brothers and be like, we're going to have Captain America in the movie. He's just gonna, gonna make so up. much money. Yeah, he's gonna make so much money. He's gonna be mm-hmm. throwing his shield around. Like Feige isn't gonna do that. He's gonna write a story that makes sense. You know, it's gonna be something crazy, something world bending, where things don't make sense, and you know, and then Captain America shows up, and you're like, oh my god, what's going on? You know, I think I feel like it may be something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I definitely think it's a it's a. It is definitely a possibility that we're going to see him. If I had to put money on it, I'd say yes, we'll probably see him again. It may not be It may not be for a long time. I don't think we're going to get, you know, Captain America uh, 4 starring Chris Evans. I don't think that, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But, um, you know, I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say we're probably going to see him again. I think Feige's going to find some way. And it's going to be shocking when we do, which I think is the only situation in which he would come back. So I think he's gonna. I think we're gonna end up seeing him again. Probably a cameo in one of these movies or one of those untitled movies, and it will catch a lot of people off guard. But I think he's gonna draw a lot of people in. 
I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm torn on it because I think my heart, te- my heart tells me, no, they're gonna let him ride off into the sunset. But my, my smarter, uh, instincts tell me they're gonna find a way to bring him back. He's Steve Rogers. He's Captain America. There's, the, he can't just be done forever. I mean, we see Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator in 2019. We saw Stallone as Rambo. In right. Like, <laughs> like, like, like. Yeah. is Rocky. <laughs> yeah, right. And now, obviously, like, they, like those franchises have done now the, the Rocky, the recent Rocky and the recent, um, this newest Terminator have been fantastic returns for the characters. But there are a lot of missteps in their returns before the, these movies that happened. So, Clearly, Evans doesn't want that to happen before he gets that great final return, so to speak. And that's what I think he's alluding to when he says that, which is why he doesn't say it's a hard no, but it just has to be 100% right. And I think Shamari is right when he says that if there's anybody who's going to make sure that he's going to make sure it's the right reasons to bring him back, it would be Kevin Feige. Um, And I do feel like the Disney execs will push Feige to say, hey, at some point, we got to bring the big guns back. And the way he talked about this, it made, it made me think about, yo, there may be a day where Robert Downey Jr. is back in some capacity. He'll be back, too. And, like, that will be, that's a little bit more unlikely. Like, I feel less confident about that. But I do, too. You know, I like, money, like, the I'm not saying these are money decisions, but, like, Disney has... The money, and, and I think money combined with money. with <laughs> good storytelling. Like that's the thing. Yeah. It's like like I think like the, I don't think these guys are just gonna run to the bag. But I think there there's the, if there's anybody who can make a compelling storytelling case to bring your th- these actors back for 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 their, to be play these characters, it's gonna be like, it's the Marvel stay, but, production team. Like if Disney ever wants anything, they can make it happen. They have the money. <laughs> but um. They but literally I, I think, made the X Men and Fox just come back to Marvel. Yeah, yeah. they like Spider Man come back. Like, to Marvel. They're like, all right, we're just gonna buy Fox. No big deal. Just buy all their movies. Another thing I think that may bring these guys back is if the Russos are brought back and they're working on another movie and they're like, oh, we really want Chris Evans to come back. We really, I mean, but we also, really want you know Tony Stark. Like Chris Evans isn't somebody that's he's not that busy. Like, you know, he wants to, he's always talked about he wants to start getting into directing and filmmaking and things of that nature. But, like, he's not a guy that does a million, like, he's not The Rock. So, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, like, over the course of these next couple of years, if there's a movie that's being filmed, he couldn't show up and do a couple of scenes as Captain America. You know, as a cameo. Maybe it's old Captain America. Maybe, maybe it's as the Captain America. But, um... I, I don't know. I would just be I would be surprised if we didn't see him again because, you know, if we don't, then it would be because Marvel wants that legitimate closure. Like they don't want to, you know, cheapen the moment that we got in Endgame. Yeah, and that's a, that's a real thing they're gonna have to consider. That's which is why I think Tony Stark is a little less likely to come back, um, in the flesh, but, um. You know, whether or not he's a forced ghost is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> no, but, um, 
But with Chris Evans, I, I because that moment, while also powerful, not the same as the Tony Stark situation. So I could see them saying, plus, again, he has such a lore prior to Endgame and prior to Avengers that they can still tell, which so many stories that they could tell of him in the 40s. I'll tell you what, it, when, if and when they bring him back, it will be a major story. It will be something that will and bring also a Endgame, ton of fans. The, Sorry, what was that? And also, by the way, Endgame set up major stories that you can tell Captain America. So. That is very true. 1,000%. <laughs> so, I mean, a million endless stories that he can So tell. his returns would garner an incredible reaction, an incredible uh, engagement for fans wanting to see that. And when there is that kind of thirst that will be out there for it, that usually tells me the business side of it will make it make sense with the creative side to make it all happen. There is a part of me, though, that enjoyed his ending. That's just like, I would be cool. That was just that was just the end. It would be sad. Like, it was sad to see that was his end. It was, you were happy for him, but it was sad to be like, wow, this is this is it. But like, because it was so great, you're kind of like, yeah, that's that's cool. But um. Uh, we are we about to do our show recaps. Kendall uh, is going to skip out on this part of the show. So, Kendall, I want to thank you, of course, for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Um, you know, it was a good show. Yep, see you next week. So, let's start our show recaps with The Flash. Um, so, both The Flash and Arrow took a week off. Um, and they're coming back new for uh, this upcoming week. So, we'll uh, kind of preview that these upcoming episodes by talking about what we're up to at this point so episode five of uh the flash was kiss kiss breach breach um the episode for that was there will be blood what do you think of what we're happening with what's happening with flash so it seems to me this show samari i don't know how if you agree it just to me this show unlike arrow it just feels like it's treading its tires until we finally get to crisis like to me this show i haven't watched legends is legend on yet or uh i believe it is okay like so i don't know if legends is the same way but to me this this show it's just like it just needs to get to crisis as soon as possible because they don't, they don't seem to be able to really move forward their storyline in any credible or really important important way until we finally get to whatever the crisis is going to be and like they're trying to do all the development with blood work that is one, not that compelling. But even worse is just not that interesting when I know the world's about to come to an end. Like, it seems like I shouldn't care about this. Like, it's hard when you... Like, Arrow, I think, is in a much better position because they positioned the whole season around Oliver working for the Monitor to stop the crisis. Right. Flash, like, he knows the crisis is going to happen, and his whole thing is, there's nothing we can do about it. So they're just like fighting freak of the week doing like stuff that doesn't matter and it's like none of this matters you're all gonna die like why are we even fighting over this guy with the blood and whether we should give him dark matter and like all this stuff seems such small potatoes when the people it's not like they don't know what's gonna happen like if they didn't know i almost feel like it'd be a little different but like everyone in the show now knows it's gonna happen they're still like fighting over like little small stuff that doesn't even matter um so the the villain just not happening for me. Like, uh, this guy... Yeah, blood work. First of all, his powers don't really... They, they're not explaining it very well to me. I don't really even get how his powers they're work. not explaining it at all. Um, <laughs> I think in terms of how he, like, he looks and just, like, 
his presentation hasn't been the greatest. Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest. I actually, the last episode, I did. She actually didn't mind it as much because we just got really kind of completely away from away him. from that. And like they did a, a Cisco story about Preacher and her death, um, or, which was kind of like, yeah. wow, damn. All right, you just killed her like that. Or you mean a, a gypsy? Yeah, right. Gypsy's death, right? Um, which I was kind of sad that they killed her off like yeah, that, that was sad. an unceremonious way. I'm like, damn, really? Like, Gypsy was important. I like Gypsy. Yeah. Uh, but like, I was kind of it. Kind of was just a fresh breath of fresh air. The episode wasn't like anything special, but it was oh yes, please get me anywhere away from anything involving, you know, blood work or Oliver or, you know, or Barry just like mulling over the idea that he can't. You know, uh, he can't change yeah, the timeline. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was, I did kind of enjoy it for that aspect of it. And, like, we got to see way more from, like, you know, first of all, the dude that plays Bre- Breacher is so good. I mean, he's a legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Danny Trail. Yeah. So, like, he was, like, a, he was really great to kind of see him back. And, and they gave, uh, they gave uh, 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 Cisco's girlfriend a lot of more time. Yeah. It really felt almost like a different show. It, it, they kind of needed it. Because yeah. what they've been building up to so far, I, I haven't really enjoyed that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I completely, completely agree. Uh, the last episode was better than the one before that one. Um, almost purely because it had nothing to do with blood work. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really unfortunate. Because the actor is good. I, he was great in Heroes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's playing the same character. He's a doctor, brilliant doctor, you know, trying to find a cure for all this stuff. I mean, it's kind of like the same character. But, um, but yeah, boy, this is not working for me. Like, this is, this is very bad. And this is, Flash is going, like, kind of season after season after season of storylines that are just not working at. The storyline in the last season was, was at least better, because it had, it was, I, it was, um, uh, what, uh, jeez, what, why am I forgetting her name? His daughter. Um. Oh, with, uh, yeah, um, with Nora. Yeah, Nora. Yeah, it was with Nora and and all the mystery with her and and Dawn. That was decent, mm-hmm. you know. But but they and then I was like, okay, so we're starting to get something, and then they reveal, oh, the uh, the villain of this season is Bloodwork. I'm like, oh, jeez, who's that? How have we gone this far and we have gotten zero answer to why there are Godspeeds coming out randomly? They introduced it in the first episode, and then that we, we haven't and even. We, there's no heard explanation about it. as to why that's happening. I want an explanation. And as that's to the why. villain that everybody wants to see. Yeah, and why are they dissing Godspeed like this? This feels like a troll. You know, it, it does feels, feel it like, feels a like troll. it feels like a troll yeah. on the fans. Like, oh, you guys want Godspeed? Well, uh, we'll just make him a clown and make him a loser. Yeah, you know, like I don't understand. I really don't understand. It's like Vince McMahon booking right there. Yeah, and it, and it's like, and like they made him look legit. Yeah, they, he looks fantastic. It, it'll be one thing if he was, he was like Red Tornado and Supergirl, or right? Yeah. You know, but they made him look like fantastic when they when he showed up last season. I was like, whoa! I was like, can we get a season of this guy? But he looked better than Savitar. He looked better than better than uh, what is his name, Devoe, all these other guys. But you know, so Flash, I feel like they just don't know what they're doing. I agree. They're kind of treading their wheels, waiting for crisis, you know, and. Some of the side plots I'm liking. I like I like the touching moment that that Barry had with Joe. That was thought that was one good, of the best scenes. I that was, Flash has done in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I thought that was a really good moment. I liked the I like all this stuff with the other Wells. Um, but I mean, you kind of know what you're getting from uh, that actor. I forget his name. 
again. Yes, uh, 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 Kavanaugh. Yeah, you know what you're getting from Kavanaugh. So, I mean, the fact that he's back is a blessing for, for the show. Definitely. Um, but, like, and I was interested, in, uh, and very, I'm, I'm interested into what, as to what he knows about the Monitor. Yeah. And about, you know, that's fascinating. I'm interested to learn more about that. But they keep going to this blood work stuff and Ramsey, and it's like he couldn't save his mother, and and he just wants now he just wants to feed quote unquote, and it's just like I do, I could I really could not care less about that. Like, How, it's really unfortunate. I, I can't I can't help but wonder like, is he the official? Like he can't be the end game for this season, right? I hope not. Like it just doesn't feel it like doesn't it doesn't feel like it be. though. Yeah, because it's, it's so it's gotten so advanced it's so, so early. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's so advanced and it's so like thrown together. You don't there's <laughs> no build up. There's no like he he came out immediately as someone that you just like. Yeah. They didn't even like yeah. like his turn is not even a turn. Like he came yeah. out automatically acting crazy <laughs> and acting mad suspect. Like <laughs> and like he's and, but then also it was weird how like the team like. I thought Barry trusting him as much as he did early on was really weird. It was weird. Like yeah. Caitlin and Very Frost weird. knew, like, "Yo, this dude is bad news, fam." Yeah. And Barry's like, "No, he's all right. We can let him, you know, hang hang out with us and teach and tell us important stuff." And I was just like, "What? I don't know. It just Barry's supposed to be a seasoned hero. He's just allowing somebody that Caitlin's already identified to be very, very reckless to be so closely involved with Star Labs." It just, it was just like. And like, I, while I'm kind of glad their cure didn't work, I did thought it was also kind of like pretentious, even with the show writers. This guy who's like this world-renowned scientist, to be like, you know, have, finding no way to make this cure without using, you know, dark matter and crazy blood-like work, and then you know they're like, yeah, Star Labs, we made it. Yeah, you're good. You'll be fine. And it's just like, what? <laughs> it didn't work. But even like the idea that it, they were even able to come up with a theory and and a formula that was that quick and easy. It took no, like, real hard work. I was just like, that kind of, like, buries this guy's scientific ability. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we cooked up a, a thing mad quick. Um, and they didn't even say, like, in the way he described it, he didn't even, like, say, oh, like, yes, it didn't work, but it was more because, like, oh, my condition is too advanced. It wasn't even, like, oh, like, the joint, like, was, like had no chance to begin with. Right. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I am disappointed in Flash. Uh, I really don't see a true um, turnaround in sight, but but after this last episode, this next episode, Lions to uh, Ellen Gate, Elon Gate, which is by the way directed by Daniel Panabaker, so that should be very interesting. Okay. Um, the next episodes are a two-parter before we get to Crisis. They and they are the, mm. the part three part of Crisis. And the way they like the preview for this episode made it almost look like it was. I don't think it's a musical, but it, there's definitely a. Weird, it looks like there's gonna be a musical element. Th- there's definitely a musical element to it. Which, so. which Berlanti's no stranger to that. Right. So we'll see uh, how that goes. And again, Daniel Panabaker is writing that. But yeah, I'm not loving a lot of this. I do agree. The um, Harrison Nash Wells is an interesting addition, and the fact that they're relating him so close to the Monitor like really caught my attention. Like when he opens that thing and like he's seeing the Monitor, I'm like, oh snap! Like, yeah. This character got a lot more fascinating. I thought he was just not gonna be another quirky, another quirky addition Wells. of Wells, but like he actually seems to have a lot of uh, stake in the crisis situation. And I agree. I thought the Barry Joe scene is probably one of the more touching scenes that uh, that Flash has done. I think they did a really, really good job of kind of understanding the psychology of Joe and kind of like you know really presenting the cop 
the cop like persona and the cop way of thinking yeah. like you know the idea that like you're a good man you're a hero and these good men and heroes who put themselves on the line like eventually they retire and they go home to their families and they rest and they and you know and they're able to like kind of think back on their work and like you don't get that and like the way he kind of like articulated that it was a beautifully acted scene a beautifully directed scene it was oh yeah absolutely fantastic and in some ways it's almost frustrating if you're like man this show when it wants to still can give us those moments why can't they seem to figure out a seasonal arc that can give us those right. same emotional great moments they, they haven't quite hit their stride yet it's still a long season i don't want to completely write it off because i feel like the blood work thing is so bad that he can't possibly be the, the main villain for the whole season but uh you really don't, i really don't know what to think until we eventually get to crisis and they've done a good job of keeping crisis kind of close to the vest in regards to what's going to happen yeah. You know, we already see well we'll get to Arrow right now. Um, we already seen that like you know, there's already been a time travel element that has now uh been brought to the forefront in Arrow and how that will affect what happens and what we know of the future it could be interesting. So moving to Arrow, this last episode's um it's really crazy how we got to that moment of seeing the the kids we see in the future come to the present and i gotta be honest sham last year i think while we we thought by far these were some of the best uh flash forwards or flashbacks we've had in a long time we all agreed that these flash forwards seemed very random like they didn't seem like they were leading to anything like they they somewhat okay you got to see mia get born but like besides that like it the correlation to the present didn't really seem to add to add much right it kind of makes a lot more sense now. I almost wonder how far ahead did they really kind of have an idea for the end of Arrow? Because, I mean, when they come into the present and you fully, now we're fully invested and fully understand these future characters and you've seen them interact with their parents or their, you know, people that they know of from a, in a different way, it's heavy. Yep. And it's it works. It's it made those flash forwards that were already really good better. Like, yeah. so understanding the whole deal with like Connor and, and then now seeing what JJ has become and, you know, eventually finally seeing Mia face face with the father that was never there and seeing, um, and seeing, uh, what's the name? Be reunited with Oliver after not seeing him for all these years. Yeah. Uh, having them have to look, you know, Diggle and 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 Renee and I, yeah. by after having seen what happened to their kids in the future, yeah. like it was after what we had all seen and how they developed all those characters, it felt like they really did a great job of that, and it makes those moments from that episode, last episode, really matter. Yeah, and I yeah I've been I've been loving Arrow this season. I've been um, and I've been watching it weekly. This is why, um, you know, and of course we try we catch up on these shows so we can review them. I didn't even realize I had already caught up on Arrow. Yeah, and I was no, watching it every yeah. week. <laughs> this has been good. It's grasped my attention, um, which isn't always the case with Arrow. But uh, this season has, in my opinion, been hitting on all cylinders. I mean, I feel like the emotional beats have hit with Oliver because they and and the difference with because I feel like the Flash kind of just took the same story regards to I'm going to die and there's nothing you all can do, do about it. But the difference with Arrow is they, they built up to this. 
And they set this up last season. Yeah. They set this up last season. So now this season, you go in knowing, geez, this guy's going to die. He knows he's going to die. And, you know, he's trying to do something to prevent it. You know, he's trying to, or, well, not necessarily prevent it, but he's trying to do something to to save everyone. And that's the, the kind of this focal point of the whole season. And, um, but then you, like I said, you, like you were saying as well, you had these, the, these future or flash forwards and then the, the timelines collide and it's, it's quite a collision. I, I think the, all the actors and actresses did, did a great job. I feel like the writing has been great. I particularly have enjoyed the relationship between William and Oliver as well. The William and Oliver stuff in the last was really good. And you guys know, and you guys know, man. I complained a lot about William. Yeah, yes, with, with regards to the other, uh, you know, I wouldn't blame, I wouldn't blame the actor, but just how you know he was before, and I'm just like, uh, you know. But this actor, he did a good job. He's really you know? good. He's doing a really good job of playing William, and seeing him interact with Oliver and what their relationship is like, I'm like, this is fantastic. This is a plus, plus. Arrow. What's cool about William as a character, while we've had our issues with him. Like they, they've always presented him as a really mature kid. They did, yes. And what was really great about the last episode is really seeing. Now he's a he's a grown man in this version, but he's yes. still younger than Oliver. Yes. And seeing him with his maturity, find a way to really consult and like kind of like uh, not mentor Oliver, but like really give him advice. Like yeah. he's like he is really truly wise beyond his years and having uh, being able to talk to Ali about maneuvering with his daughter and, and, and how he was able to do that for someone that he hasn't known that long he doesn't even know he doesn't know me that long as he alludes to in the show like it, it didn't seem out of character you know that's what was good about it it was like yes he doesn't know his father that well he knows him a little bit but like he, he's so mature he knows enough and he knows this girl enough to know what to say to Oliver to get him to figure out whatever he has to figure out. I really enjoyed those moments with him and um, and uh, and William. I, I thought that I, I thought Digger was way too hard on Connor. I mean, he was. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he realized it in the show. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And it took uh, it took Dinah. The Dinah was going to talk to him about I it. Right? It was Dinah. Yeah, so I was glad Dinah talked to him because I'm like, fam, like. The first, I'm, I'm sorry if I go to the past like you know if you became like a murdering crazy person like I don't know if I went back in the past the first guy I tell dad was like hey man Shamari's out there killing people right. like I think I would try to maybe avoid that part of it so I, like it did like made it like a big deal like you're lying to me like yeah and it's like I don't know I, I felt a little bad for Connor because I didn't think he really did anything wrong and right. like Diggle immediately yeah. kind of made him like a villain yeah yeah Diggle's reaction was I was like oof Boy, that didn't go well. But I mean, you knew that wasn't gonna go well. Yeah, you knew that was not gonna go well. I like that Renee's kind of falling apart as well, but he's still trying to trying to just enjoy the time he has with her now. You know, the time he has with Zoe. So this is this is really, uh, this is really good. And I liked his I liked his speech too. His his campaign speech. Oh yeah, his campaign campaign speech was really good. It yeah. was like it made sense for like what the Glaze have represented on the show. Yeah. And how he represented that. It was uh it was very well written. Um I mean the villain for this week I wasn't all that crazy about. I feel like 
if there was any weakness, like I did, I was very curious about how the death strokes came about. Right. And I thought this that was that was probably the weakest part of this season so far to me was, oh, like just like Rose Wilson starts talking about like the rich and people decide, hey, I'm gonna start being a Deathstroke guy and killing people. Like, I, I think especially after you've seen Joker, I feel like that becomes, like, like it, this part was so, like, thrown together and, like, I don't want to say lazy, but, like, it was kind of lazy. Mm. They're like, this doesn't work for me. I'm like, this, like, I don't, I'm not convinced that this guy could create a movement of gang, a gang that, like, terrorizes an entire city. With this, a rant, blowing up some random guy at a hospital and then saying, oh, the rich are stealing from you. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. With and that. Rose Wilson wasn't particularly very like charismatic in his like leadership and his rants. You know, like usually like when you see like a, a, a evil leader rise up, they're very charismatic and very persuasive in how right. they speak. I mean, he's doing these like like, uh, like Diaz or something, right? And like exactly, and even like even his father in a way, like, I and mean, he was just like he looked like he was reading from a teleprompter and he was like. Not compelling, not that interesting. There's no way I could believe that that guy started this huge movement that destroyed the city. Yeah. Not when yeah. Alvarez faced his father, faced Rachel Ghoul. Like, there's many other people that he's faced that are way more compelling that I think that this guy is the guy who turned the city upside down. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we get some kind of uh, more of an explanation as to what happened. Um, but, yeah. Either way, I mean, I don't know. I'm still definitely enjoying it, and I just want to see more of this, uh, more of this future, future and present team up. I, because I'm loving what I'm seeing so far, and uh, I am kind of, uh, I wouldn't say like I'm like bummed, but I was kind of hoping to see Diggle interact with JJ. So, I mean, the fact that that probably isn't gonna happen now, I'm like, oh. But, you know, I mean, I, I you think, never know. I, I actually think we will see that. Somehow. Oh, you think we will? Yeah, I don't know how, but I think we will see it. And it may be something we see in Crisis, to be honest. That's true. Because I think we will see some world jumping, some time skipping. So that that's where I think we see that. But, um, I mean, I was wondering, we, you know, because they made them series regulars. And, like, for me, I was like, yeah, they're in every episode, but they're kind of still the same from last year. What makes them series regulars? Like, this episode made it like, oh, okay, right. now I get it. The only thing about this season that still is kind of is kind of a big hang-up for me is I don't see how you don't call in Felicity with what is happening right now. Like, from a storyline standpoint, like, he called in uh, he called in Curtis, which was awesome to see Curtis. He was great, yeah, was as awesome. he always is. But I'm like, okay, this is getting really serious, and now the kids are here, and you didn't call, you're still not going to call in Felicity? Yeah, that's gonna be that has to be a thing in this season. That's a major plot hole, and I know she's supposed to return this season at some point. I forgot what episode they say she's in. What what's going on with her again? I so just, right now she's just in the cabin. She's in. There's the nothing cabin. happening. That's why it's so ridiculous yeah. to me. There's literally nothing happening. She just has a baby, and that's it. And I'm not and I I'm not minimizing the fact that of being a single mother with a right. child, a very young infant. But if any, like they've handled issues with like having kids and being married and all this stuff with all the other characters this whole time. Yeah. The world's at stake. He's not going to bring in his wife in any circumstances. None of them would tell Felicity, yo, I know Oliver's supposed to be gone, but he's actually back. He's here already. Like, 
maybe you should come through. Like, that part, just, that's the part of this that, like, to me, like, turns out, like, you got to suspend disbelief. That's the one that's, I, I sat there today, and I was just like, I don't see how this makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. And I think I it's a opportunity. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if, if Emily told him, yo, I'm doing one, one more season and I'm done. Because why wouldn't you want to see William and, like, Felicity doing what we saw Curtis and William doing, which was still great. Uh, but, like, yeah, that seemed like, yo, we're both in the bunker, like, helping out Team Arrow 3.0 with the future kids involved. Like, that's, like, a classic moment that maybe they're saving for a one-episode thing, but, like, I, I, I don't know. I, that's just the part of it that is still kind of baffling. Everyone from Team Arrow is still completely in the fold except for Overwatch? I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely going to be a thing in the season. I feel like it has to be. So, I mean, I guess we'll find out what's going on with that. Um, Titans. This was a good episode. Uh, the Echo episode. I thought that this was... Because I'll be honest, I did not like uh, the episode that was before that. It was the first episode I think I yeah, kind of was yeah, like... The prison one. Yeah, it was the first one. And I think I talked about it. Could we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I did not like that last episode. Um, before this one, this one got me back a little bit. Uh, I thought I was really surprised that that Bruce Wayne uh, made an appearance, like a real Bruce Wayne appearance, and that he. I, I I had a feeling maybe he was the one that was bringing them together. I still don't know how he got Raven to see the visions. Yeah, that's that's the only part I, I, I don't. Did that. That's the only part I I can't figure out. And I guess we'll never know. I don't think we'll ever find out. <laughs> yeah, the other people made perfect sense. Like, yeah, the I other definitely ones see Batman sense. doing that. Yeah, but Raven seeing the visions, I don't know, but uh, but I I did like his his plea to get them to come together and him to get them to meet in a very obscure place out of nowhere. Like that seemed very Batman like. Yeah, I did feel they kind of undercut him by kind of having a a female feminist woke moment that I don't think was very needed or necessary. Like, you know, you had Don make the case that, you know, did we just have Bruce Wayne mansplain us about the Titans? And I, I'm never this guy. But I did kind of take back. And I'm like, really? That's what they thought that scene was supposed to be about? Like, first of all, I didn't see it that way. And I am a man, to be fair. But also, like, Dick is legitimately, like, seriously in trouble. Like, it wasn't like, oh, like, he's doing something great. And, like, you guys need to help him out. Like, because titans unity or whatever like like dick is like in very big peril and gar is in very bad peril like they do need to form and i thought the way they dismissed him seemed really immature like it didn't come like it didn't come across like a very empowering female moment to me and that's what it was supposed to be yeah i feel you i mean it didn't bother me that much i can't Um, say it, it didn't bother me i just thought that it kind of undercut a really great lead up and build up because mm. Bruce Wayne walks in the diner it's like oh wow that's pretty crazy like I didn't I, I didn't know that was going to happen I mean to me I honestly I kind of chuckled uh, because I didn't even realize it was an all female group until at that until that point oh I, was, I, I knew I was like oh oh yeah <laughs> I was like oh yeah, yeah that, that kind of is it all he's just kind of telling them what they should do but that's um, Batman and yeah I, I guess yeah I know point. yeah 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 I thought I thought it was more funny than anything else okay so, Dick comes to realization that Deathstroke, that Jericho is alive. 
and the fact that he is I think I mean the Wikipedia page is saying that he's alive in Deathstroke's body. That's what it looked like, yeah. How was I I assumed that, but how did you come to that presumption? Because he was making the sign language in the when while he was in the chair. That was sign language? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh I he was know. making whatever sign or whatever with I thought, his he was, I thought he was like pointing to someone. Nah, I thought that I thought he was doing some kind of sign. I don't know sign language. Full disclosure, right. I don't know sign language. But I, it looked oh, like he was making some kind of sign with his hand. That is clever. Okay, because I saw that scene and I was like, I thought they were trying to say maybe he was like, there was someone else in the building. Yeah, or in fir- the yeah. Room. At first I was kind of like, wait, is he pointing? Yeah, because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, is he pointing at Bruce? What's going on? But then I was like, oh no, he's moving something with his hand. Oh, Jericho was making some kind of sign. Yeah, and so he hand. that was. So that con- was that conversation that that Dick has with um, with you know quote unquote Slade is yeah. really a conversation he has with Jericho. I mean, I guess I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how how much Jericho's in control in Slade's body, so I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea. But, that is but he was yeah. making the sign. That is interesting because like, you did make the case that, yeah, like, how much in control is he? Like, but that's a, we've seen Slade talk all this time. That's the first time we've seen him use sign language. Right? Yeah. So. I believe so. Yeah. That suggests that he's not always in control. He's definitely not always That in makes control. me feel like that may have been the first time he really was in control. Or... Maybe that was him trying to alert Dick. Hey, I'm still alive. Because remember, Deathstroke, like, they made it sound like, they made it th- look like Deathstroke was, like, injured or hurt. That's the way I interpreted it. Which maybe that was also why I felt it was so weird that, like, Grayson was so, like, like, not willing to, like, push Slade in any way. Because I was like, Slade was kind of beat up. I think you could maybe take him now. Uh, and, like, he didn't seem to do it. But I almost wonder if perhaps, um... Jericho was like almost like fighting Slade's body. Like in that scene, he actually was trying to almost get out and try to get him. Hey, I'm alive and like, whatever. Like, cause it, something was up with Slade's body in that scene. It, it all was very weird. Yeah. And Slade seemed to struggle to get up. He seemed to struggle to talk. He got out what he needed to say, but like, something was odd. And it makes me wonder if Jericho is was fighting him in that scene. Within. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely looked that. Definitely looked that way. You're right. Something did seem off about him. And I thought, oh, I mean, maybe he's just in distress over this whole thing. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know why, but he looked kind of weird. Yeah, but now it seems that that was purposeful. So, uh, but yeah, I love that twist that Jericho's alive. Uh, what do you think about? What do you feel about the twist that Rose was the mole within the team? I like that twist as well. I like that twist a lot because she's been acting. She's been, she's been, and she's been saying this whole time. I'm bad news. Get away from me. You know, <laughs> that's true. I mean, she's literally been saying that, telling that to everybody. You know, and Jason, her thing with Jason and how she's trying to push him away, uh, but she really doesn't want him to go away. And um, you know, so I like that twist. I also like the Cadmus twist with Beast Boy, and how they basically brainwash Beast Boy. Mm. So I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not that crazy about that to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. What is it leading to? They want to just be able to control him, I guess. 
I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's leading to, but I'm, I am definitely fascinated. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just, it, like, whatever they're going with, it's just not intriguing me. Like, here's what I, I thought was going to happen. I thought that they were going to enhance his power so he could be more than a tiger. That's mm-hmm. what I assumed. I thought, oh, so, like, now he's going to be able to become a gorilla, like a bird, like anything. Like, he always talks about how all I could be is a tiger. And I thought, oh, so this would be a great way for him to, like, and maybe that day is still coming. Right. But, like, the initial return was just like, oh, now they can make him kill anybody they want. And I'm like, right. well, that's just, like, typical evil mind control thing that I've seen. Choked that scene done millions of times. Yeah. New and interesting about this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I just like that he kind of throws a monkey wrench in everything. Yeah, because when they eventually come back as a team, me Beast Boy is someone that cannot be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that is going to happen with that. Um, but I do. I do. Uh, I don't know. I just. I just think it's. I just think it's really interesting. I like what Titans is doing this season. I have to say, I, I am. I am a fan so far. Titans has had a strong season. And I think my. I had a, we, we both had a really grave concern after the last episode that we were going to not get a good return and a good finish to the season. Yeah. And that my, my, my opinions on that now flipped. I think that now, okay, it looks like we are moving towards something. Because the last episode was so, like, everybody was so separated and so on their own thing that I was just like, there's no way you can wrap this season in four more episodes. No way. Now I'm like, all right, I, maybe. Well, actually, now it's two more, or three more before this. Now two more. Like, yeah. I see a path to them finding a way to wrap it. Now they had to, they did have to accelerate things this last episode but it wasn't too fast like they, it probably was on that borderline of like this is fast but it did seem to kind of culminate in a way that seemed like it all made sense yeah yeah i agree it wasn't like absurd and it was it was believable mm-hmm. you know like bruce bringing them together the way that he did and um you know and I also like Raven's storyline and what she's going through so far. And I like that Starfire kind of... One thing I did like is that Starfire at her place, she, like, had her classic costume on. Yeah, that was... That, that, was, that was a really She cool looks great. And she looks great in the costume. Yeah. She looks legit great as Starfire in the costume. Um, so, yeah, I definitely see why they, they also announced their, their next season mm-hmm. this week as well. So I see... What they're, I see they're playing a lot of seeds for storylines going forward. Do you, do you think the Slade issue ends this season? Uh, not they, not for good this season. You think that, that this will carry into next year? Yeah, absolutely. It, I, don't think, I don't think this ends for good this season at all. Yeah, that's very possible. I think it's a chance. Because like I said, I think they, they accelerated this these episodes really far. And um, in the next episode, they didn't even release the name of it. Yeah, they did. So it's just very interesting to me. That tells me that I think these next two episodes are going to be buckle up. It's going to be a lot of exciting progression. I think so too. Where is Connor? What is his deal? I don't. He wasn't in the last episode. I forgot what happened to him. Is he, he still with Cadmus? I think he is still with with Cadmus. How did they capture? Oh, he went. He went with he went, them. He went willing. He went with them, right? Because he, he was like, "Don't hurt Peace yeah. Boy and everybody." Okay. Yeah, I was kind of he kind of his absence was very conspicuous, right? And I wonder if this ends up being like, yeah, 
like they finished with Slave, but perhaps maybe like the Cadmus storyline ends up being the main storyline for next the beginning of next season. Yeah, I mean it's very possible. I mean we've got Cadmus, uh, we've got um, uh, we've got uh, I mean we have the Hawk and Dove stuff, but that's not going to be any kind of main storyline. Um, we've got Blackfire and Tamarain. Blackfire will a thousand percent be a main factor in next season. Absolutely. Um, I mean we know she's. Starfire wants to go to her. She wants to set. She's gonna probably gonna send more people down to Starfire. So I mean, that's gonna be something going forward. So I mean, we have some other storylines to look forward to. I was curious because you know there's a whole deal with like you know Starfire and like the the equality of races racism with Starfire and Blackfire. I wonder if they would go anywhere with that by making Blackfire maybe like a light skinned black woman or something. But they didn't do that, so I don't know if that's gonna be a factor in this in their relationship mm. yeah i don't think so either, um, but. which is fine i just was curious because you know that's like one of the most uh iconic moments in teen titans cartoon it's when like you know what's blackfire calls her some kind of like racial slur and beast boy repeats it and starfires go into the history of it oh no no that wasn't that wasn't blackfire that Ooh. was some other guy oh some other guy oh yeah. okay my bad then i don't know why i thought that was blackfire related mm. ah so yeah, she dissed Starfire in many other ways, but not, yeah, I mean, she dissed her in only every other way, but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. that okay. Um, I'm saying they looked the same, so, yeah. I, so I forgot why because it didn't happen, <laughs> not with Starfire at least. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I liked this episode. I thought it was, a, a, it was definitely the episode that I needed because I, I did not like the previous episode Fallen. So um, they accelerated the storyline in a way that was positive. I wasn't crazy about the Cadmus stuff, but I'm happy Dick's out of prison. I'm happy he found himself. The way he found himself was a little kind of random, but I was fine with it. Like he, he went in, he he went into a lot of this trouble with the Bruce Wayne hallucinations. It would make sense that he would get out of it through the Bruce Wayne hallucinations. Right. I I wonder what those are supposed to be representative of. There's something larger to them than what even we're giving him credit yeah, for. Yeah, I'm curious about it too. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. It is very random. I mean, it's been entertaining, but yeah. it is random. Absolutely. This is, I think, we're going to wrap the show, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, catch us out, catch us on um, YouTube, New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us on social media, New Generation uh, Pod on, on Twitter, New Generation Podcast on Instagram, and New Generation uh, Media on Facebook. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart and Instagram at actually EJ. Shamari can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCCham22. I want to thank you guys so much for listening in. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and this show. For Shamari, for Kendall, who's on the show, shout out for him, of course. Shout out to him, of course, for being on the show. I'm EJ. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.